Welcome to the Plant-Centered and Thriving Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Kitchens. I'm a plant-based registered dietitian and virtual nutrition mentor. I was raised on an Angus cattle farm, grew up with a lot of GI issues, and used the power of plant-based eating to promote healing. Here you'll find inspiration, ideas, and encouragement for your own plant-based journey. I'm so thrilled you're here today. Let's get started. Welcome to the show. I'm so grateful you're here and I cannot wait for you to hear from our guest. Her name is Capri Miller. She's in the Austin, Texas area, and she just has a really incredible story to share with you. She had strange menstrual cycles and bowel problems for as long as she could remember. And I know a lot of you listening are like, oh yeah, I can kind of relate to that. So after the birth of her second child in 2012, there was this notable change. She was having constant widespread abdominal pain. She suspected endometriosis, but she was repeatedly told that no, 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 that, that can't be it. So after multiple procedures, surgery scans and doctors, she finally found out that she was correct. So in 2020, she underwent treatment for endometriosis and like, it has literally been life-changing for her. And during those nine years of escalating pain, monthly blood loss, you know, she did a lot of research and she advocated for herself as much as she could. And she's going to dive into that a little bit more. And she's going to talk about plant-based eating too, which I'm really excited about. So welcome to the show, Capri. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here and just bounce ideas and conversations. Yes. I love it. So how Capri and I got connected was I had asked um, some people on my email list, you know, if they had some ideas of some topic ideas for this podcast. And she wrote back to me talking about endometriosis and kind of gave me a preview of her own story. And I was like, oh my goodness, this would be so helpful for people listening because I don't think it's talked about enough. And oftentimes women, we have these things going on and doctors can't really figure out what's going on. And maybe they're told it's nothing, but we're like, no, something is wrong. And so when Capri emailed me back, I was like, will you please come on to the show and share your story? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's just kind of a, a universal thing when you have one of these illnesses that is not easily diagnosed and it can affect so many of your other body symptoms because of the inflammation that it creates. There aren't a lot of doctors that specialize in these very particular type of things. And so unless you stumble upon one, you kind of just have to do your own research and find your own path and find maybe other people that have experienced what you've gone through and Um, So that's kind of what, what I did. And finally, I found this group on Facebook that is all about endometriosis and connecting people with doctors that they've vetted and verified they know what they're doing. And I found a doctor through that and was able to get in, which was crazy considering the COVID pandemic. Oh, yes. Yeah. Cause it was during 2020. Yes. At the time I found that doctor in Texas, all unnecessary medical procedures were, were shut down. And so I had to wait until that opened back up again. You really do have to advocate for yourself and you have to do a lot of research, which can be daunting, yeah. you know, yep. I don't have a, I don't have like even your background. I don't have any of that like information. I wasn't raised to think about healthy eating or to question your doctors or, you know, that's just, that wasn't what we did. Who knows? Yeah. A kid. You just 
you ate the hamburger helper. And if your stomach hurt afterwards, that was just normal. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I think it's great that you're highlighting that piece. You kind of just go with the flow and, and same with the doctors, you know, if, yeah. if it's hard when maybe you feel like something is going on, but you're not maybe really getting the answers that you were hoping to. Yeah. I had multiple tests that they came back and just said, well, there's nothing there. It must just be in your head. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> that's just, that's discouraging. Like doctor and doctor. Yeah. Capri, take us sort of back to the beginning, kind of, you know, the struggles that were going on, how you were feeling. I mean, you obviously came to this conclusion, like something isn't right, even after seeing all these doctors, but kind of take us back to, I think it was nine years ago, like how this all started. I'd always had issues. And now that I think about it, they really started after my menstrual cycle started when I was, uh, you know, young teen. I'm like, oh, that's when I started having these stomach aches. And I just call them my stomach ache. I got it and it happened. And I was just, that's what I lived with. I thought maybe I had IBS or something, but it was never diagnosed as that. And so I was like, okay, well, that's just, that's just who I am. That's just what I have. And then after I was very fortunate that I was able to have children because a lot of people with endometriosis suffer greatly with infertility. And so I was lucky in that way. But then after my second child, I would get these like stabbing, like I would double over in pain, just periods of time that would come and go. I wouldn't know why I wasn't really thinking about what I was eating at the time. I was focused on a very like unhealthy paleo lifestyle at that point. Lots of animal fat, <laughs> mix your butter and your tea, you know, and, <laughs> and so that's what I was trying. It wasn't helping anything. Um, my cycles were getting worse and I just had constant pain in my abdomen. So I went to a doctor because I was like, I shouldn't be having that. You know, they did an ultrasound. They said, well, you have a few gallstones, so we'll remove your gallbladder and that should make the pain go away. I'm like, okay. So I had my gallbladder removed. The pain didn't go away. So they said, okay, well, so we did a colonoscopy. Well, we don't see anything. So it's, it's nothing I'm like, okay. So then I just lived with these heavy cycles and my uh, gynecologist said, well, why don't we just put you on birth control? And I was like, I don't want to go on birth control because in I know other people have different ideas, but I feel like that that's really bad and can mess up your, your natural hormones. And so I didn't want to do that. So it's like, I'll just suffer through. If that's my only option. I'll just suffer through. So I lived with my heating pad and my ibuprofen. Oh and, my gosh. <laughs> you know, if we, if we didn't have to leave the house, I would just stay in bed with a heating pad and take warm baths. If we had to go somewhere like a play date, then I would load up on excessive amounts of ibuprofen, which was then eating away my stomach whining, making the issues worse. And in 2019, I actually had uh, such a severe bout with it that I ended up with colitis, like really bad colitis. And uh, they did diagnose that, but we never figured out what caused it. It just randomly came on. That was like before that, my husband had brought up going plant-based and I, and that was in 2018, we went plant-based. We went zero. We went like standard American diet, boom, overnight, like plant-based, no gluten, no oil, like, yep. you know, which was really hard to keep up with. Like, and, um, 
I felt like all I was doing was chopping vegetables and making food and then cleaning up and then eating it and then starting again. Like, and, uh, so we lasted on that for about six weeks and Mm. it was just too much. So, um, we started eating, then we just went back to normal, but I noticed after we went back to normal that my body, when we were eating plant-based did not hurt as much. And my cycles were not as bad. And I was like, huh, I just noticed I haven't been in like level eight pain for the last few weeks. It's been like a three, which was a significant improvement. So then we like stayed semi-plant-based after that, but not full on. But when I got colitis, then I went back to it fully because I was so scared to eat anything because everything hurt so bad. Then in March of 2020, actually the day that we started uh, quarantining, I got appendicitis. Oh my gosh. Yes. So I ended up driving myself to the emergency room because they weren't going to allow people in the hospitals. So I drove myself to the emergency room, had an emergency appendectomy. And while they were in there, they said, we saw this cyst on her ovary. They told my husband this over the phone. Um, So after COVID, she should get that checked out. Like, don't do it now because of COVID. And so we were like, okay, well, after that, my, my pain level was getting severe to the point where about 15 days a month, I could hardly get out of bed. And, um, and I have a high pain tolerance. Like I tore all of my ligaments in my ankle in high school and I walked on it for three months before I went. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) So like, I mean, I have a high pain tolerance and this was pain where I was, I almost passed out. I was vomiting. Um, I like, I mean, it was just living in bed and you know, the, we've always homeschooled. And so the boys would just bring their school and they would do it next to me in bed and I would help them through it. And we would read books. And my husband was like, we can't, we can't continue like this. This is. And so I pushed and went to the doctor, my regular gynecologist. She did an ultrasound and said, it looks like you have an endometrioma. The cyst looks like an endometrioma. And I was like, okay, but she didn't tell me what that was. And so I went home and researched it. And I was like, that's endometriosis. That's what I said like nine years ago that I thought was the problem. And so my research showed if you've got an endometrioma, then you're in late stage endometriosis. It's like, it's infiltrating your organs at that point, but she still didn't want to do anything. She just said, well, just take birth control and the birth mm. control will help it. And I was like, there's gotta be something more. Like, yeah. There has to be something more going on. So I started researching and I actually found an author, she's a cookbook author who's plant-based and uses plant-based eating to help control her endometriosis symptoms. Oh. And she, and so I got her book like right away and yeah. started reading about her story And I was like, oh my goodness, like everything started falling in place. Like the times that I didn't have as much pain was when I was like really focused on my diet and nutrition and keeping it clean and keeping it plant focused. And so it's like, well, until I can get 
some answers, I guess that's what I'll, I'll do, you know, to try to manage my symptoms without these medications. And so that's what I focused on until I was able to get into a doctor who specializes in endometriosis. He teaches this specific type of surgery to other surgeons and trains them on it. I was able to get seen by him. He happened to have a cancellation in his schedule. So like I called and got an appointment right away. And then they happened to have another surgery cancellation two weeks from that. And so it was like, we got all the tests done really quick because you have to have biopsies, check for cancer, check for all that, you know. And my endometriosis was so severe that I actually had to have a complete hysterectomy because it had been left untreated for so long. It has been life-changing. I went on a all-women's climbing, rock climbing, camping, primitive camping retreat. And when I was there, I was like, I couldn't have been here Mm. nine months ago. I couldn't have done this. This wouldn't have been possible because of how I was in life. And it's been, we don't have to plan our, we can just go out hiking on the weekend without me being like, well, I can't because I'm going to be in too much pain, you know? And so it's just been, uh, it's been life-changing. It really has being able to get all of that done and diagnosed and, but then you feel better. Right. And you're like, okay, well, maybe it wasn't diet. It was just (laughs) that Mm -hmm. that's all it was. And so you start to slack off a little bit, you know? And so now I, but now I can tell in my body, I'm like, I've been slacking off this week and I've been eating things that aren't good. Like I love macaroni and cheese. It's like my favorite food ever. But if I eat full on dairy filled gluten, macaroni and cheese, I'm paying for it for like Mm -hmm. four days. (laughs) now being able to focus on slowly instead of just trying to overnight jump in the pool of plant-based change our whole life I'm slowly implementing and finding what works um my husband enjoys eating this way because he feels better but it is hard with with kids I have one child that could uh, easily be plant-based and thrive And then I have one that is very, very picky and mostly wants to eat uh, chicken nuggets. I love that you, you highlighted so many great things. One is right now, it sounds like you're, you're really working to be in tune with your body and to like all these other Mm -hmm. things that you're doing from eating and sleeping and moving to really try to heal yourself as a whole. Um, so it's a lot of other factors. Like you said, it's not just like this one thing that was like the magic bullet. There are so many other things that you're doing. Well, and because endometriosis creates so much inflammation throughout your body, and not a lot of people know what endometriosis is. I guess I should have said that. Uh, it is when endometrial cells that are not actually from within your uterus, but they look like it and they act like it, and they are not inside your uterus where they're supposed to be contained. They are outside. They can be on your bladder. They can be on your colon. They can be on your just abdominal wall. Uh, I actually have a friend. She had endometriosis all the way up onto her lungs. You can get it. It can be on your heart. Like it's very rare to have it above the diaphragm, 
But if it's left unchecked, it can literally eat through your colon. It can eat through your diaphragm and get up into your other more vital organs. Um, and so that's why it's important to like, to fight and look because there's only one way to diagnose it. And that is with exploratory laparoscopic surgery to identify it. But there are a lot of symptoms. And when I finally got in with, um, with my doctor, uh, my surgeon, he listed all these things. He asked me all these questions and I was like, well, well, yes, I do have that. He goes, that's an endometriosis symptom. He's like on its own, it wouldn't necessarily be, but coupled with everything else that you have, it all goes together. Wow. Like, you've been dealing with this since you were a teenager and you just didn't know. So it's important to just to ask yourself those questions. And when I really stopped and started thinking about it, I was like, okay, since this pain really took hold nine years ago, I've had upteen doctor's appointments. I've had ultrasounds every year. I've had two colonoscopies, two endoscopies, two organs removed. And it all stemmed from this one problem. Yeah. Yeah. And when you really start, I mean, that doesn't even count the MRIs, the CTs, like, and you really start to add that up. That's a big medical expense. And if this had been taken care of, none of that other medical expense would have been there. Yeah. And we were fortunate. We have health insurance that really paid the bulk of it. But just the fact, it's just a lot when you start adding it up. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. It was a lot for your body to undergo. And, and like you said, even earlier on, like, yes, this had a profound impact on you, your health, your quality of life, but too, it was obviously affecting your family as well. I mean, you talking about being in bed and homeschooling your kids, you know, they had to kind of come to you and that, and I'm sure with your husband too, you know, relationship with him, like that has a really profound impact. Just being in pain and chronic pain, you know, creates the stress in your body which then raises your cortisol levels, which then causes more inflammation. And it just, and makes you not very nice to be around sometimes. Yeah, yes, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. So you obviously are doing such a great job of being in tune with your body and you know, you really advocated for yourself, which I think is great, especially for the person listening who can relate to your story. You know, a big part was advocating and kind of going above and beyond. I mean, you were connected with this group uh, this Facebook group is, and that's kind of how you got connected with these doctors too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, originally when I connected on this group, so it's um, Nancy's Nook and they are worldwide. They find specialists all over the world. And um, it was, it's a woman that was a nurse who dealt with endometriosis for like 25 years before finding relief. And so she just wanted to help these other patients that she was seeing these other people, these other women experienced this and she wanted them to be able to find relief with, with good quality doctors. So now they actually have a webpage where people, where women can go and like get information and find doctors and just learn more about how their condition could be affecting their body and their, and their mental health. Absolutely. Yeah. And will you repeat that just so everyone listening can uh, Uh, check it out? It's Nancy's Nook. Okay. Yeah. Nancy's Nook. I think that's great. Yeah. For anyone who can kind of relate to this or wants to even do a little bit more research themselves. Mm -hmm. It sounds like that's a really great resource. Um, You feel so alone because when your doctor keeps telling you, oh, it's nothing, you just need to take some medicine, you'll be fine. But you know that there's something going on. You feel so like discouraged and alone and 
when I finally read these stories about other women that had been going through this. And then when I talked to my surgeon and he said, no, you're in pain. I just cried because I finally felt like somebody had heard me and that I was like, I'm like, I'm not crazy. Like this is actually happening. This is something like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You felt like you got, were like actually starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel and you yes, had exactly. some support. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's so amazing. And two, one thing that we know about plant-based eating is that it, it can be really helpful when it comes to inflammation. I didn't realize that it created the inflammation throughout your body and having researched, my husband was actually the first one that looked into plant-based eating. And he said, I think this is something we really need to, we need to look into and we need to discuss and So I said, okay. And so we found um, a few documentaries, you know, like most people. And we were like, that, I mean, that all makes so much sense. Like it just makes sense. And then we read a few books and just really were inspired by how it could transform your health. Well, so you had mentioned it a little bit ago, but you know, your family is for the most part plant-based, but I know that you, like you said, your son is you know, a picky eater, which I think is good to highlight in that, you know, he likes to eat chicken nuggets. Um, but how, so how do you sort of manage maybe the household not being 100% plant-based kind of people having different preferences? So we've had to do that for a long time. Um, my youngest son has, a, has the trifecta of food allergies, dairy, egg and peanut. He has actually had an anaphylactic reaction to dairy, which is really uncommon. And so we've been like pretty, and he, but he has to eat it. And so we would still have like cheese and stuff in the house. So I already knew about navigating like dairy-free and egg-free eating, but also, you know, we wanted to make enchilada casserole. I would just make something separate for him, you know? And so we kind of were used to that part of it, but when we decided to try to go more plant-based, we kind of instituted a, you have to try it. Like Mm. you have to try, give it a a good solid effort. And if you don't like it, that's okay. But next time we have it, I want you to try it again because I was a picky eater as a kid. And I remember being forced, well, you're going to eat that whole plate of broccoli or you're not going to go play. Yep. (laughs) So I boycotted broccoli until I was like 35, you know, <laughs> so, so that doesn't make sense to me. So we just say, just try it, you know, and I will say he, he will eat almost any fruit that you put in front of him, which I, I did not do as a kid. He'll try any vegetable. He will give it a good solid try. And he's found a few that he really likes. And so we have those with every meal along with something new. And it's funny because kids have different texture things too, just like we do. Like, so he doesn't like cooked carrots, but he likes raw carrots. That's fine. Eat raw carrots. You have to have fruit and vegetable at every single meal and every single snack. If you want to eat a granola bar for your snack, that's fine. Go grab some strawberries, go get a banana. Something has to go with it. That is a fruit or a vegetable. You can choose what that fruit or vegetable is. That's, that's where you get your choice to own what you're eating. You choose it. We're not trying to like raise really good kids. We're trying to raise good adults and good adults need to know how to make good choices. And 
you have to practice making choices. So kind of with, you know, your entire story, which I just really appreciate you taking the time to share it with everybody, but what are maybe just some highlights or some takeaways that like, what are maybe some things that you would recommend just to advocate for yourself and do a little bit more research um, to kind of, you know, just take those first few steps. First of all, I would say, you know, your body, you know, what's different. And if something feels off, then more than likely something's off. Don't just take somebody else's word for it that there's nothing wrong. It's not fun, but you have to put in the legwork. And sadly, our our health care is just, they're overwhelmed. Our doctors are overwhelmed and they can't always take the time that they want to. It's not their fault. It just is what it is. And so you kind of have to be the one because it's the most important to you. It's most important to your family. And so you have to be the one to push and say, this is what's going on. These are some things that I've read about. Is there somewhere to go? And if you really feel like your doctor is not listening to you, then you need to just find a new doctor just to trust your own voice. That's what it comes down to. Think about it. If it was your, your partner or your child or your parent, how would you push to get them the help that they needed? And why don't we do that for ourselves? Yeah. Ooh, I got chills when you said that, because I think, especially for a mom, I think that really puts it into perspective of like, yeah. you know, if your kids, if they were going through this, you wouldn't stop, you would fight until yeah. you found answers. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so, for sharing that. I think that's, yeah. that, that really just sums it up so beautifully and just, we'll put this in the show notes, but, um, what was the website that you also mentioned? I, oh yeah, I'll send it to you. So it's okay. Nancy's, Nancy's nook, Nancy's and, nook. Um, yeah. And I'll send that to you. It's a, it's a great endometriosis resource. Awesome. Well, thank you so much yeah. for being here Capri and sharing your yeah. story. I really appreciate thank you it. For having me. Yeah. It's been, I've been watching you on Instagram for so many years now. It's been fun. Like since we first looked at plant-based in 2018. Oh. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you again for being here. And again, just for sharing your story. It was very valuable. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate your time too. Yep. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Plant-Centered and Thriving Podcast today. If you found this episode inspiring, please share it with a friend or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally say thank you. Until next time, keep thriving.